Welcome everyone to the Compound Developer Community Call. This call takes place every other Wednesday in this Discord. Everyone can speak or screen share if they have the community tag in Discord. And community tag members can give other people the community tag. If you do not want to speak, you can type messages in the development channel. Please make sure your microphone is muted if you are not speaking. Uh, my name is Adam, and I'm the developer relations lead at Compound Labs. I'm here to help you out with your protocol development projects. Uh, code questions, feel free to reach out to me anytime in Discord. The ground rules of the call are to keep the conversation on topic, no down talking, no insults, make everyone feel welcome, and only one person talking at a time. Uh, those that are disruptive or trolling will be muted, kicked, or banned from the Discord. Notes and an audio recording will be available shortly after the call. We'll do a, um, uh, we'll be hearing from Gauntlet as well as B Protocol. And then we'll, we'll also be hearing from Getty. So uh, to start the call off, uh, why, why don't we start with Gauntlet? Uh, is, is someone from Gauntlet around? Yeah, Peter here. Um, Trun couldn't make it today. Uh, we got a very short update. Um, effectively, um, you know, as you know, we uh, presented the cooldown um, uh, pull request uh, last time, and um, kind of effectively uh, got some feedback around, um, you know, for example, the aspect that uh, the API should not change uh, ideally. So uh, we've incorporated that in a uh, in the pull request. Um, so uh, you know, welcome everyone to check that out, and we're uh, starting to. Uh, audit the implementation with the help from uh, Quan stuff. Cool. Uh, glad to hear from uh, Gauntlet folks. Um, is, there, is there anything else? Does anyone have any questions? Hey, Peter, can you walk uh, the community through sort of your latest thinking and direction just on what you guys are planning to develop, how people can help, um, and, you know, things that you think people should know about the implementation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, some truths of the latest thinking, um, the, the main modification is, uh, you know, technically is to really move the cooldown implementation as part of the claims. So what that means is that we're, we're only modifying the claim function. Um, and the idea is that the first claim, um, instead of getting compound out, uh, comp out, um, it will trigger the cooldown uh, with whatever amount is currently accrued. And then the next claim after that will actually allow you to take that comp out that's kind of past the cooldown period. And we'll also immediately put in cooldown you know, any comp that's occurred since then, effectively. Um, so st still a two-step process, effectively, um, uh, you know, unless you're claiming kind of on, on a regular basis, um, uh, but uh, no changes to the API, uh, no new functions introduced, uh, just all happens through uh, through claim. In terms of, in terms of help, uh, you know, definitely uh, really welcome, um, you know, any eyes on it. Um, um, you know, it's it's starting to be audited now. We've kind of locked a commit for that, and so it's a great time to actually look at the go and give us give us feedback on that. 
Could you share the latest uh, links in the development channel at the end of your presentation? Absolutely. Great. Thank you, Gauntlet team. Thank you, Pateris. Um, why don't we move along to our, our next speaker? Uh, I believe the B protocol team is here to uh, talk about liquidations. Yeah, hi. Uh, let me share my screen. Some slide. Mm, yeah, okay, so first of all, thank you for having us. Uh, this is already our second time here. Uh, the third time we'll be live on mainnet. We can you know, already have a demo for all the system. Uh, just some recap on B protocol. Uh, so what we are building is a kind of a liquidation layer on top of existing lending platforms. Uh, we are already live with Maker, and now our uh, compound implementation was shipped to audit and hope we go live next month. Uh, our architecture allows the end user to interact uh, with the lending platform via some wrapper, wrapper we developed. Uh, and it's kind of uh, optimized in an opt-in manner, uh, the lending process. Uh, so yeah, let's start, you know, what each uh, side, so we have liquidator users, maybe the actual platform, what each get. So as a user, uh, you will interact with Compound via our web interface or to be more precise, our uh, smart contract. But under the hood, uh, it will go directly uh, to Compound smart contract. You will get exactly the same Compound uh, interest rate, APY. In the same liquidation conditions. Uh, smart uh, contract architecture will be fully API compatible to Compound, at least you know the current implementation. And we have some hooks for some upgradability, although uh, we will never control user funds. So instead of interacting with the Compound controller and C token directly, uh, we will some stubs, namely B controller and a B token for every C token. And then we will have this avatar contract for every user. Uh, so a user will interact with uh, some B token and then under the hood, the avatar, uh, so the B token will call the avatar and the avatar will interact with the token. So all the user assets are basically on this avatar, which is per user. Uh, and interacts with the BitToken controller. And uh, conceptually, the only difference is uh, that this avatar allow uh, for a special kind of liquidations. And namely, we have a pool of liquidators uh, who, who can uh, repay some of the use, some of this avatar that uh, under the hood. Uh, and then what will happen is that Compound keepers over here will not be able to liquidate the avatar because they will see a smaller debt. Uh, while our pool of liquidators uh, will see the real debt and then we'll uh, just liquidate it by repaying uh, 
repaying the debt, kind of unwinding uh, the account, I mean repay the debt and we'll get the collateral in return exactly according to the same compound uh, a premium and according to the same rules, namely only 50% will be allowed to be liquidated, etc. Uh, after this uh, so-called liquidation, uh, it will share some of the liquidation profit uh, we'll put it in some uh, jar of rewards, which will be shared by all the users uh, of the platform. So this is the smart contract architecture. Uh, okay, what it allows us is actually to bring, uh, you know, like more committed liquidators, because right now what liquidators know to do is to run some flashbots and do some flash loans with Uniswap or other. Uh, and here we have a backstop. Currently, it has three uh, big uh, algo traders, De DeFi algo traders, uh, who do market making on the uh, Kyber. So, so previously, Kyber. This is why the connection to Kyber, and you know, we kind of tailored it to Kyber market makers. But we are open to onboard also other uh, market makers. Uh, and now. Algo traders already have a robust market making system who can bring liquidity not only from uh, available on-chain resources, but also from Coinbase, Binance. If it gets bigger, also you know, hedge their position in the future exchanges, etc. So si since they get this priority for the liquidation, uh, th they can afford to build a dedicated system that, you know, can really handle bigger liquidations. Uh, so how liquidation in B-Protocol actually happened. So user have their accounts, their accounts eventually has this avatar uh, and the liquidators, our liquidators see that, okay, it, it will get, might get liquidated soon. Uh, and how they will do it, they will, so they will try to predict, you know, like market movements. So, uh, you know, uh, maybe we try to front run the Coinbase, uh, yeah, the Coinbase price feed uh, because it has some delays. But anyway, at this point, they will top up the account, namely they repay part of the account debt. Uh, and our uh, approach here and you know, the uh, justification for the protocol is to prevent the gas wars. Uh, so we want to make it fair also among our liquidators so that they will not have to compete on, uh, on gas price. So if a big liquidation, we just allow few liquidators to share it and to top it up together, provide discussion. Otherwise, <clears throat> one is chosen at random. Uh, because if, if it's not too big, then, you know, it's not very interesting. So just having some random uh, selection is fair enough, not subject to too many manipulations by miners, etc. Uh, okay, so now they paid some of the debt. If eventually there's no liquidation, they can always uh, take it back what they, what they paid. Or if there's no liquidation because the market didn't move down or because the user saved the liquidation, save his, saved his, his account, etc. Uh, but eventually, if the price feed is updated, 
uh, and the liquidation can happen, then they call a special function we implemented that only allows them to liquidate. Uh, and then from the user side, the liquidation penalty is exactly the same as compound, uh, but from the protocol side and from the users of the protocol side, they get to share 3% of the liquidation uh, proceeds. Uh, so eventually what we get is a system where the liquidators do not benefit from gas wars uh, because they, now they don't have to compete on all, you know, all the non-relevant aspects of liquidations, namely uh, front running, back running, you know, having a strong connectivity, etc. Uh, so th they are able to spend more time on the actual trading. trading. Uh, which means it actually give uh, advantage to uh, actual DeFi algo traders or algo traders in general rather than some flashbots. Uh, and they are willing more to participate. Uh, and finally, the users, uh, okay, users choose to use Compound Vibe protocol uh, because they will get more, they will share some of the proceeds. Uh, so yeah, basically this is our system. Uh, and yeah, are there any more questions? Uh, would love to answer. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, Mosiri. Sorry, I was wondering if the CTO can stay in the avatar. Uh, how would I borrow against my collateral? Uh, yeah, okay, so let me maybe zoom in here. Uh, okay, so, you know, if, if, if you want to call, okay, so you want to deposit, right? First of all, you have a deposit, so you call Mint to this B token. What will happen under the hood is that the avatar will Mint. And if you call Borrow, Right, so you call borrow to the B token. Eventually, the avatar will call borrow to the C token. It's you have a, a unique avatar, right? And then whatever this avatar borrowed, it will send to you. Yeah, is that clear? Yeah, thanks, Yaron. Cool. So with the B protocol system in place, would uh, all of the B protocol liquidators uh, together be competing with the conventional liquidators? Yes. So, okay. So, so, so the short answer is, is no, because, you know, the, the, the main reason these liquidators joined is not, is to avoid competition. Uh, and actually, to use their current on-chain inventory, right? They market make on decentralized exchanges, etc. So to use the same inventory to liquidate, what will allow them to avoid the competition? This ability to provide a cushion, right? And then once once they provide the cushion, uh, other liquidators cannot liquidate them because in compound the account remains safe because the debt is smaller. Ah, okay, got it. Very cool. Does anyone else have any questions for your own? Yeah, I have a, I have a question. I think this is really cool, but like what happens, um, are you guys not subject to some of the gas wars as well? I mean, you can repay anytime 
I guess, um, and sort of choose to pay it at lower gas times. Um, but if, if gas prices keep going up, I guess it's hard for you as well, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't enjoy, I mean, yeah, I mean, when gas price is high, everyone suffer, but the, uh, so, so there are gas costs, but there are no gas wars, okay? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, liquidation, repay the debt, it costs us gas. Uh, but, but, you know, if you, if you saw some of the recent tweets, then some liquidators even paid $50,000 gas fee just to make $2,000 liquidation profit. So in our case, they will pay the normal gas, which, you know, when market is unstable, is still high, but it's not like a percentage of their profits will go to gas, right? So, so there are no gas wars, but yeah, when gas is high, we pay more. I mean, there's no way around it, but it's not like, it's not a gas war in the sense of a race to the bottom where everyone, you know, there, there are no gas option here. Uh, a liquidator will not profit from paying higher gas than the normal gas. Right. I think it's a very cool idea. I had a question. Um, is, there, is there any way to delegate liquidity to a liquidator? In other words, if I have ETH, but I have no idea how to run a liquidator so, bot. So, I... so currently... No, I mean, the candidate. Uh, it looks like we lost your own. Um, hi, Eitan here from the B Protocol uh, team as well. Until your own will get connected. So, just answering. Um, uh, the last question. Um, so currently, it's it's not possible to aggregate um, uh, liquidity. Um, this is not something that currently we're working on, but we might uh, consider that on a later stage. Yeah, the more the more profitable the liquidator, the more it'll make sense for people to provide liquidity to that liquidator. So I think it could be a great way to to bootstrap even more liquidity. Yeah, that's uh, it's something we we consider. There's a lot of um, issues around this thing. So um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, meaning uh, managing you know others' funds and so on. But um, yeah. Thank Any you. Yeah, thank you. Be protocol folks. Uh, next up in the lineup is uh, Getty. We'll be hearing about a potentially different price feed, like a medianizer. Uh, so Getty, are, are you ready? Yeah, hi guys. Um, Getty with uh, Grapefruit Trading. Uh, so I think uh, many of us in here recall the uh, die liquidation event that occurred in November. Whether or not you agree that that should or shouldn't have happened or if it was wrong or right, I will at least say that I don't think that that was an ideal scenario and that die price was changed was trading at other places um, at, at, uh, at more reasonable prices um, and that there were, there was some type of fault that occurred there. Um, and I would say on top of that, that I'm kind of disappointed by the, the, the lack of improvement or any solution has been made on that front to prevent that uh, occurring again. 
That being said, I'm still a large user of the protocol. I'm not mass concerned about the current system. I think it is still perfectly safe, but I think it's far from ideal. Um, one of the, one of the things is that we know from the November event that having one single source, although with Uniswap thresholds on it, is not the safest thing. I would say it's far from ideal as the safest thing. Um, but even putting safety aside, because I think that's rather obvious, um, the protocol at this point can't really list any more assets than what we currently have. Um, and as a comp holder, I'm interested in growth. Uh, and as a user, I'm interested in putting more assets on compound and utilizing more capital as long as it's in a safe, efficient manner. But I think those things can be achieved uh, in, in the long run. But with our current system, we have pretty much every coin that uh, is supported by Coinbase currently already on the protocol. Um, if we want to list other coins like MKR, um, even if we were to get Coinbase to um, start reporting on their API MKR, the reality is, is that their MKR market kind of sucks. Um, and many of their other spot markets aren't very good. They aren't safe benchmarks for um, the purpose of, you know, if someone were to deploy tens of millions of dollars of MKR in our market, it probably would not be safe against a, a, a pair that is only doing hundreds of thousands of volume uh, a 24 hour. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of concerns from that standpoint. So I think both from a safety standpoint, both from a growth standpoint, the protocol needs to evolve. Um, Unfortunately, I lack the technical know-how to actually functionally implement this, but uh, I, I've tried to take it upon myself here to get uh, at least a conversation going and get some interest going uh, and publicly uh, support. So there's currently a forum post uh, that's had actually a fair amount of traction about uh, building a medianizer. And this is uh, something that MakerDAO currently uses, and they're the, kind of the first ones to build such a thing where multiple people post prices and they take the, the medium of like a, many sources. Now, MakerDAO does it in a slightly different way than probably how we'll end up doing it. Uh, theirs is a, a tad more centralized, a bit more secretive. Um, but the, the general premise is that they can take prices from many different places, aggregate them into one place, and then take a, a median of that price and use that as, as, as the benchmark. And what makes this critically different from how the current open price feed works, which is actually still pretty neat, is that the open price feed doesn't take into account the uh, fact that a price may be stale or the fact that um, it only will report from one exchange. It just uses the last price. Um, and that isn't really a robust way when we're talking about just using one market. We need to be using more than one market to get prices from. Um, and there, there needs to be reasons to do that currently the protocol uses this open price feed which is awesome because it's a great way to get prices from exchanges that do have liquid markets and i, th I think that will continue to be a critical piece of infrastructure because getting more exchanges to report their prices a doesn't really cost them that much and b is very helpful to the ecosystem and i think to their exchange as well from a notability aspect but what we'll hopefully end up being able to do here is we'll be able to support many more assets because we'll have the actual infrastructure to support additional reporters, 
um, from on-chain and off-chain sources, which the, the, the current system doesn't really have. So although this would be a pretty big undertaking for whoever did it, I think that the, the protocol thus far has a quite the large comp grant um, that it could be giving to whoever does successfully do this. Um, I, I, on top of that, personally have said that I will uh, do a little additional uh, comp uh, grant uh, a, a as well to further incentivize it. Although I think it's it's definitely more of a symbolic gesture than anything because if we're talking about giving a, a, a thousand comp, which at current prices is around $220,000 for whoever wants to develop this, um, that it, it, it's not too meaningful by $5,000. But I think it's a really critical piece of infrastructure that needs to be built. And without it, we'll kind of just wither, uh, in my opinion. I think we'll just see with the current market continue on. We, we literally can't list any more assets responsibly at this point without doing further development on this front. So in addition to offering my, my time and knowledge about how I think this should be built, and I have a lot of knowledge on how liquidators work and how liquidators operate as far as incentives go, uh, I'm willing to offer that to whoever wants to develop this. I will lobby on behalf of whoever develops an, an idea that I think is good for getting as, as much of a comp grant uh, that is possible, most likely a thousand based off of a precedent that we have in the protocol. But I think it's it's critical. And I'm just, I unfortunately don't have a great technical sense about how it could actually be executed, but I hope that the large grant will be enough to incentivize some people. I did notice someone in the forum thread today say that they are interested in taking this on and that they are currently a dev, a dev on, a, on another uh, DeFi app. So that's promising to at least have one person who's already expressed interest in that. But I will uh, hand it over to the floor here if anyone has more pinpoint uh, uh, decisions on this. Um, I will say my last comment here is that I don't think Chainlink is going to be a solution here for anyone who's going to go on that Chainlink route because I don't think governments will reasonably vote that in. I also don't think it's safe to use any one solution in general if we even were to switch to completely to MakerDAO. So let's try to not have that debate at the moment uh, if, if we can. But um, thank you for hearing me out. So uh, Paul here from Band Protocol, right? Um, I just want to jump in and, and say thank you, Katie, for you know, being like super supportive of this. Um, so me personally have been, I have been, um, you know, looking at uh, Compile Open Oracle feed as like one of the, you know, most critical um, infrastructure in terms of supporting Oracle, um, you know, anywhere in, in smart contract infrastructure, right? And as you said, what it lacked is um, the medianizer, which, you know, for band protocol ourselves, how we have built this, um, as one of the core infrastructure in, in our uh, vision as well. Um, so I would like, what I would like to do, um, as you know, Sarawit, our CTO has posted uh, as a reply in the, um, in the forum, uh, we would love to you know, take a step into this and come up with you know, our, our design of the minionizer. Obviously, we will be uh, working with you and community um, to make sure you know, the designs will align um, with the you know, agenda of like liquidators um, and all the compound users. Um, and, you know, you know, maybe in the next uh, two weeks, right, we can um, present our own design and then um, start implementing that. Uh, we'll be making sure um, that implementation, implementation is safe uh, by doing, you know, all the um, smart contract audits uh, that's being required. 
and and we can do this out of um you know our, our interest um for uh you know the secure um oracle in the in the in the industry right um and for us band protocol itself has been supporting the open oracle standard um by the band foundation itself so um i think our interest here is is very very well aligned um and you know this doesn't mean that if we implement this um you know a compound needs to use band oracle or anything um there's a coding part and there's a part where you know like community can vote whether um band can be one of the oracles yeah no, and I think, thank you yeah and i think in the spirit of uh decentralization like i said i think for us we never intend for any one project to use um one single solution um i don't think that worked well um and as you mentioned i think um, that's the reason why um, you know, we should use Midianizer, right? And we, um, I actually quite friendly to um, other solution, including Shenling, um, as well. So um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think we are looking to monopolize anything. And if anything, I think security is probably the most important thing here. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think, you know, if if this actually is done well and does a good job, I see no reason why anyone else in DeFi could tap into it and use it. It makes me quite mad that MakerDAO has made theirs a whitelist. Um, after everything that's been done for MakerDAO. And if, for this to be a public service uh, or a public use that, yes, Compound gets to use, and it'll be amazing for Comp Protocol. If anyone wants to use this or you know, report to it, I mean, th there's a lot of great conversations that can be had about how to grow this into something uh, as a public utility uh, for all of DeFi to use if this, is, if this piece of infrastructure right here is built well. So thank you for uh, taking an interest in, in building that. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate that. So in terms of the action item, um, thank you for kicking off this conversation. And I'm excited uh, that band, you guys are jumping in as well. And um, I think there's a lot of room for the community to begin to improve this and to create a solution that benefits not just Compound, but the entire ecosystem as a whole. And you know, there was a question about audits in the Discord and how does the system get paid for. Um, you know, there's a large amount of comp um, able to be allocated by governance for exactly this purpose, to reward development, to pay for security audits, and to, you know, reward the contributors who help organize uh, improvements to the protocol. So, you know, I think it's really exciting to see this getting kicked off. Awesome. Thank you, Robert. Um, and in terms of action item, um, again, like me, um, I'll, I'll go to my team, right? Um, and we'll start working on the design right away. Um, we'll bounce with the, uh, you know, with you, Getty, um, and the rest of the community in the uh, forum. Um, and, you know, if everything goes well, um, I would expect, you know, to be able to present to you guys um, in the next community call. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, the community call is a place to uh, talk about these issues uh, that the protocol is facing and have developers organize to uh, create solutions. So th this is a perfect example. And uh, I really like the, the precedent that's being set here. Uh, and I think that it would be great to um, sort of document and also uh, document progress and also a discussion uh, on the forums, in this Discord, and also uh, with code on GitHub, 
Uh, so doing everything out in the open so everyone is on the same page. And once a proposal is able to be made, everyone can uh, do their research and make sure that they uh, think that it's it's best for the protocol before they vote. So yeah, really, really great discussion, everyone. Okay, does uh, anyone have any other questions or comments uh, related to that or, or something else? Uh, we're, we're, we got about 30 minutes left, but uh, uh, yeah, does anyone else have any, any comments? Um, I have a quick question for everyone, not regarding the Oracle issue. Um, as some people know, there was someone who accidentally sent what's now worth about $500,000 worth of CUNY to the CUNY contract. And I was wondering what people's ideas, what their thoughts are on returning those funds. Is it functionally possible to return that? 100%, yeah, I'd be able to do it pretty quickly. Just throw up a proposal to do it. Uh, Seems like a do. Yeah, has the user identified themselves? Um, so I'm in contact with them right now. It's um, It was from a multi-sig, so I'm getting them to have every owner of the multi-sig sign a message, like an off-chain message, like saying what happened and that they'd like for their funds returned to their uh, multi-sig. I'd like to add a comment on that. So if the community chooses to go ahead with this, uh, this will be a recurring theme. So you might want to consider putting some sort of a schedule like every six months or so doing a just one proposal that just flushes everything out of all the contracts just to uh, minimize the overhead for the governance long term. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Also, what I was thinking of is maybe we'd want to like put some sort of penalty on it because obviously we don't want people like, you know, just sending tons of money and griefing the protocol with this. Um, but that's why I brought up the question. So any other thoughts? Yeah, I agree with what you just said, Aro. Um, I think that there should be sort of like a in incentivize, incentivization for people not to make big errors like that. So maybe uh, taking part of the return funds as a reward, uh, maybe, maybe that might be a good idea. Is it possible to upgrade the contract so people can't send to it? Um, to the, yes, it is. It would be possible to make it that people can't send CUNY to CUNY. However, any other ERC-20 can still be sent to them. Like, someone sent die to CUSDT last week. That we can't really stop. Should use half of it for, like, a dev fund or something. Because that's a pretty stupid mistake. Um. Personally, I'd say half is a, a bit much. I'd, I'd definitely be down to take 10% or maybe a little more than that, but I feel like half is a bit rough for them. Whatever the amount or the process is, I, I think it does make sense for the community to outline just a process and expectations. Um, obviously, governance proposals are relatively heavy. The other things we could do would be to upgrade the contracts to sweep um, tokens generically out 
um, you know, in some way. Obviously, there's, you know, policy considerations about how much we want to employ a multi-sig um, or the rights associated with it. But, you know, there's a lot of solutions available, but we also don't want to create the expectation that users can, you know, ask the community to go through a somewhat governance-heavy process. And so, you know, whatever approach we take, we should just think about how to make it sustainable over the long term and not put too much of a burden on either the governance process or a multi-sig or the community in some way. Because this will always come up and there's always yes. go wrong. And so, you know, coming up with simple solutions, you know, would be best, especially if they're not a burden. Um, so I, I brought up the idea of a multi-sig a while back and we have our um, adversary AA who decide, like brought up the legal issues that we may have with that, um, which discouraged me from doing it. But I think what could be useful is having a sweep function, which could be called by anyone, which would return any ERC-20 other than the underlying to the time lock, right? And then it would just be a simple governance proposal that you could call every whatever six months or even longer that would return a certain percentage of the lost tokens to users. Yeah, that's a good process. And, you know, we should decide whether, you know, you know, what directing a portion of it to a development fund even means. Um, you know, the protocol has a lot of comp, which in my opinion is a very large development fund for the community to use and leverage. And so it's possible we don't need to take, um, you know, or direct funds outside of that in some way, or, or it's possible we break a portion off into reserves, you know, to benefit sort of the protocol equally or whatever the process is. Um, would love to see just like an idea of pen to paper that folks can, you know, comment on. Fantastic. Uh, does anyone else have any comments uh, before we conclude this call? Um, hey, everyone. Uh, I have a question. Um, this is uh, for the Compound team. So I'm a blockchain engineer on the team of uh, a tech infrastructure firm. And I'm uh, curious if you could just elaborate a little bit more on the grant program and like sort of how this process works. And is it 100% allocated through governance or are there like is there another process to go through outside of governance for regarding these grants um yeah grants are currently issued 100 percent through governance uh so that that would be something that the community would have to vote all the comp delegates would uh vote on um for for granting okay great thanks Cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to discuss grants, a good place is the uh, comp.xyz forum. Uh, hey, everyone. Um, just wanted to really quickly uh, say I'm uh, Sam. Uh, we're from Frax, which is an algorithmic stablecoin. Um, I was invited to join this call. Um, and I just wanted to ask, uh, Obviously, I know adding assets to Compound goes through the governance process and stuff, but if anyone from the Compound team uh, would like to chime in or talk to me after 
about you know concerns, improvements, or things with algo stable coins that the compound team might want to see before uh, they would recommend us to kind of put forward a governance proposal of, of some kind. Um, obviously, you guys probably know you know co coins are pretty uh, hot topic in DeFi. Um, some of them performing better than than others. Our peg at Frax has been pretty tight, um, but uh, just uh, really um, interested to hear from. Compound team, obviously, we're really big fans, and we recently got added to Cream. Uh, would love to get more uses for Frax, and um, I'll be joining some of these calls more often. Uh, really big fan. Thanks. The, the only thing I'll add, this is Robert uh, from Compound Labs. Everybody on this call is the team. Um, the protocol is upgradable by anybody. This goes to Dan Kazjaz's question. You know, anybody can upgrade the protocol. Um, the process is run by, you know, comp token holders and the governance process, but there's by design nobody at bottlenecks, changes, improvements, edits, upgrades. It's an open and decentralized process. So, you know, you don't need our permission. You don't need my permission. You don't need anyone's permission, um, just the support of the community. So, you know, I think, you know, for everyone listening, you know, the most important thing to understand is that everyone on this call is the team and everyone is empowered to upgrade the protocol with the support of the community. Yeah, no, thank you. I, 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 I know the, the nature of it. I was mainly saying that since you guys are more experienced, like everyone, you know, on the scholar or in the community, um, about lending when it comes to, uh, potentially volatile assets or even, you know, algorithmic assets, if there's any, you know, things that, uh, anyone on the team community developers, you know, you know, larger group of uh, compound uh, voters and, and things like that uh, think that they want to see in an algorithmic design uh, before they think it's ready. And I, I don't mean specifically Robert or, or you guys or anyone specifically, but um, just so we can know kind of, uh, you know, any concerns if if you know the compound community has thought that you know algorithmic stable coins should be added eventually not added yet or need to exhibit you know uh i don't know like a month of you know hard peg uh properties or things like that so so we kind of know uh where we're coming from in the eyes of the actual community obviously i, I didn't directly mean it to you know specific uh people since it's obviously always a vote Great. Well, uh, the best place to discuss uh, things like this is the, the Compound Forums. Also, in Discord, uh, we, we could give people the opportunity to uh, think over uh, and answer carefully. So forum posts are, are excellent. Um, yeah, I, I think this, this has been a really great call. A lot of uh, great things going on in the protocol, a lot of momentum going with development uh, and also discussion for what to develop. Uh, that, that's uh, part of the key goals of the call. So. Yeah, thank you everyone for uh, participating. Uh, we will reconvene again in two weeks. Uh, of course, you're welcome to hang out in the Compound Live channel uh, and chat. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all in two weeks. Thanks, everyone.